Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Clever Girls Know podcast. My name is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. And today I have a guest who has done an amazing feat when it comes to paying down debt. And I am excited to share her story with you guys. So my guest today is Fo Alexander, and she's a millennial personal finance expert whose story of paying off nearly $47,000 in debt in less than six months took the internet by storm. She's the founder and editor-in-chief of the Girl Talk with Fo blog, which is a personal finance blog created to teach women how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life that they want. Fo is also the former Miss Black South Carolina of 2013, and she uses her platform to promote financial literacy in underserved communities. She is a wife, an author, an entrepreneur, and the host of her own newly launched podcast called The Girl Talk with Fo Show. And her mission is to use her life experiences to help other people avoid their own financial pitfalls. So on this episode today, Fo shares her story on how she shifted her money mindset, how she got out of debt, and how she's now building wealth. And since she took the internet by storm with her $47,000 debt payoff, she's now paid off over $78,000 in debt, and she did this while she was planning a wedding and also before she turned 30. And so on this episode, she shares exactly what she did. We talked about what her financial situation looked like and the catalyst that promoted the change. We talked about the specific things that she did to pay off her debt and how she stayed motivated and just kept her mindset in check to be able to accomplish this amazing feat. But before we dive into the episode, if you haven't already, stop by Clever Finance to check out our personal finance course platform. We are launching brand new courses every single month on different financial and life-related topics, and we just recently enabled our one-on-one Clever Girl Finance mentor feature. So basically, as a member of Clever Girl Finance, you can schedule a phone call or video call with a Clever Girl Finance mentor anytime you need encouragement, motivation, or just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. This is such an awesome feature and I am so excited that we are able to offer this to our members. Next up, the Clever Girl Finance book. So the self-titled Clever Girl Finance book on how to ditch debt, save money, and build real wealth is now available for pre-order. And this book that I wrote is an actionable step-by-step guide on how to save, budget, invest, and manage your finances so you can build wealth. You'll also learn how to enhance your financial well-being and achieve financial wellness. And you'll learn from the stories of everyday women who have achieved financial independence. You can pre-order your copy at cleverwellfinance.com forward slash book. Tell all your friends about it, gift it, make it your summer read, tell your library, your employer, or any organizations you're affiliated with to order this book as well. Finally, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you don't already, and you can do that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, and also tell your friends about it as well. Okay, so now let's get into this episode with Fo. Welcome to the Clever Girls No Podcast, Fo. I am excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Bola. I'm excited to be here. So we have an incredible conversation because or we're going to have an incredible conversation because you have paid off a ton of debt and you're going to be sharing with us exactly how much you, how much you paid off, what you did, and basically 
the whole shebang about how you got to this place. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us how much in debt you paid off and then we can dive into the conversation. So who is Fo? Sure. So my name is Fo, or at least Fo is my name that I go by on the internet. It's short for for Phoenicia. Um, So side note for anybody who's ever wondered, uh, it's short for Phoenicia. (laughs) Uh, But I go by Fo and I host the Girls Talk with Fo um, blog and podcast where I teach women how to dump debt, build bank so that they can create the life they want. And it all started with my own personal journey of getting out of debt. Um, Several years ago, I found myself in over $78,000 worth of student loan debts. Thankfully, it was the only debt that I had, but it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't want to be paying off debt for the next 30 years, so I need to pay it off. So I buckled down, paid off that debt in less than three years while cash flowing a wedding. And so, of course, that got attention. Um, It got media attention and then attention, of course, from people who are close to me. And they wanted to know how exactly I was able to pay off that debt along with my um, new husband. So um, we shared that story. I shared it on my blog and it kind of spiraled from there. And now I try to teach women how to do the same thing. But it was all student loan debt. Fortunately, I didn't have any consumer debt, but still it was a lot of debt to try to get rid of. And I, I had to get rid of it. So first of all, congratulations. Paying off $78,000 is a huge deal. And as you are already familiar, the student loan debt crisis in America is real. Most people have student loans um, that they're struggling with and trying to figure out how they're going to be able to pay this off. And to the average person um, you know, out there, a lot of them think that your student loan is just something you're meant to carry with you you know, for like 20 years or until you get to the end of that payment plan that's been given to you by your loan servicer. And that's absolutely not correct because you just proved that you can pay off your student loans. You know, you can, even if you have a a large amount and $78,000 is by no means a small amount of student loans. That's a lot of money. So I'd love for you to share um, um, specifically what was the moment when you realized that, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not okay with the $78,000. I'm not going to sit around and wait for the, my, my creditor to tell me how much in monthly payments I should make for the next 25 million years. I want to deal with this right now. What was that turning point? What, was, what gave you that realization that you wanted to do something different? So there were a couple of instances that kind of brought my attention to wanting to pay off debt and the realization that being debt free was actually attainable for me. The first um, instance that took place was um, it was at one of my church, the church that I was attending at the time, and they were doing Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. And I didn't attend, but I remember one woman getting up and sharing her story about being a single mom of two boys being able to pay off her home. And for me, it, it really didn't resonate then because I, I didn't own a home. And I thought to myself, well, the only debt that I have is my student loan debt. So this doesn't apply to me. Fast forward a couple of years later, um, I meet my now husband and and he shares with me that, hey, he's debt free and he used Dave Ramsey's method 
So of course I'm like, okay, I remember this name. And um, so then he, he made it seem like it was something that I could actually apply before. I thought it was something that didn't matter because they were paying off homes and cars, things that I didn't have to, to pay for, but he made it seem more realistic for me paying off my student loans. And then when I looked at the math and the numbers and saw how long I would be paying on this stuff and the fact that I was living paycheck to paycheck, I think there was a moment where I finally just got sick and tired of being sick and tired and said, I, I want out of this cycle. You know, I shouldn't have a pretty decent career and still be struggling, not being able to save and knowing that the majority of that money is actually going to student loans. So I think those two events that took place and just realizing that it is possible and it it does apply to me too, um, made it seem like it was something that I could do. And so once I got that realization that I was not, I didn't want to be bound for the next 30 years, that's when I really buckled down and did what I needed to do to pay off that debt. That's amazing. And, you know, I'm going to sidetrack for a little bit, but one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, meeting your husband and he he saying to you that he was debt free. And I had recorded, I recently recorded a podcast episode that's going to air before this one. And she talked about how her partner was essentially her accountability partner. And it took her looking at him going through his bank accounts to see how much money he had saved, even though he wasn't making six figures, um, to see how much money he had saved to be like, wait a minute, if this guy can do it, why can't I? (laughs) And, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is that the people that you have around you are so important because even if you haven't come to certain realizations, sometimes the people around you can help you find them if those people already have their head in the game. Right. And for you, that was your husband, you know, combination of a couple of things, the woman at church, um, the way you were feeling, and then your husband saying, I'm debt free, right? And just having those positive forces around you. Um, imagine if your husband was like, oh, you know what? Student loans, girl, we're going to pay them for the next 25 years. And then the lady at church was like, girl, I have two kids. There's no way you can ever save money with two kids. Imagine what that could have done to the way you were thinking. You could, You may have been like, you know what? Yeah, I might, I might as well just stick around and stick around with this debt and just keep paying it until I'm like 50 years old or 75 years old or whatever, right? Right. It's so important. And I, I you saying that now, like I could not imagine still paying on my student loans in my 50s. Like so much of your life is dedicated to paying this thing back. When I was only in college for five years for undergrad and graduate school. So imagine adding 20 more years to pay something off where where it was only a five-year thing. So just even thinking about it now kind of makes me shake because I'm just so glad that we got it over with. But you're right, it's so important, the people that you surround yourself with, because I had never seen anyone in my family or anyone I knew that was Mm debt-free. Everyone I knew either, you know, they were still paying on student loans, they had consumer debt. They had, you know, automobile debt. Of course, a lot of people have mortgages as well. So I had never seen anyone who was debt free. So to then see my husband saying, oh, I don't have any debt at all. I pay for my car cash. Like to me, that was such an eye opener. And I'm like, well, shoot, if this is the person that I'm going to marry, I don't want to bring the burden of debt mm-hmm. into his life when he's worked so hard to um, not fall into that trap. Amazing. So ladies, if you are listening, check your circle of influence. And if you don't have the right people around you, it's time to make a shift and start finding those right people. And if the people around you are just not motivating you, they're not even motivating themselves. It's not that you're cutting them off. Some of them you can take with you on the journey. You can actually sit down with your partner and say, Hey, listen, let's do this together. And you know, there's some people that may not 
be interested or may think that, you know, you're just being, you're just wasting your time. But if you're in that space, it's time to shift your circle of influence and find the people and the things that are going to support and encourage you and let you see the bigger picture of what you can actually accomplish, of what can, what can be possible in your life if you can only just, you know, allow yourself to be exposed to it. So, Fo, do you mind sharing like how much you are making or, you know, a general figure of how much you're making to give a sense of perspective of so you I, paying off your debt? So I would say at the time that I was paying off debt, when I started, I was making less than the amount of debt that I had. And I want to say it was probably significantly less. So um, it wasn't like I was making six figures or anything by any means, but it was definitely less. So imagine um, having more debt than income that you're earning. So it's definitely um, something that you have to work and sacrifice in order to pay off. So your total amount of debt was more than your annual salary. And that's not even including the fact that they're going to take out taxes from your income. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and not including the expenses that I incur for living, just being okay. a living, living adult. <laughs> you know, and the reason why I asked that question is because I like to put it all out there. Because, you know, when we're listening to what people have accomplished, this is just human nature, brain psychology, whatever you want to call it, my psychologist out there listening, hey, you know, we tend to, as soon as we hear somebody has accomplished something major, we tend to put up these blocks. Oh, it's because she has this. It's because of that. Oh, she's lucky because of these things. But, you know, when you actually look at the big picture, so you were making $60,000 before taxes, you were planning a wedding, let's add that in there, which is not cheap, no matter how cheap your wedding is. If you're inviting people and you're feeding people, and you're buying a dress, it's really not cheap. And then you had to pay living expenses and you were still paying off $78,000 in debt. So just to give some perspective, you know, it is possible. And you're going to share with us next, like what were some of the specific things that you did to pay off that debt, um, you know, on a day-to-day, month-to-month and year-to-year basis? And before you answer that, I'll just say that, you know, now that you have the perspective of, for those of you listening, now that you have the perspective of what Fo's income um, was and how much she paid off, you can start to, you'll start to realize the amount of sacrifice that she had to make in order to pay off this debt. So Fo, tell us, <laughs> what specific things did you do to pay off your debt? Like, so I did, a things. Yeah, I did a couple of things to, to help with that. So first and foremost, like, of course, get on a budget. So that was the first thing I did to realize, okay, what am I spending? What can I cut back? Um, when I'm, what am I just wasting money on? So a lot of things that I stopped doing, I stopped going to get my hair done. Uh, I stopped going to get my nails done and I started doing them on my own. I didn't travel much at all. I don't remember traveling at all during the time that we were paying off debt, except for our honeymoon, which we saved up for that. Um, I sold items on Instagram and Facebook before it became a big thing. So I would take pictures of old clothes that I hadn't worn, clothes with tags still on it, handbags that I wasn't using. I took a picture of them, put up a price that I wanted for it or are the best offer. And I sold it on Instagram and Facebook. And then I think the biggest thing that I did was downsize my living. Um, so I moved between um, from Houston, Texas, which is obviously a high cost of li- a living city. And I came um, to South Carolina and that, uh, that decreased the cost of living a little bit. But then within my time here in South Carolina, I moved again to reduce that as well. So I think downsizing my living, getting on a budget, cutting out some unnecessary stuff, 
cooking all of my meals instead of going out to eat all the time and selling items that I no longer needed were all things that helped me increase my income so that I could then pay off debt. And I also um, paused my retirement. So I know some people have um, different opinions about that, but I did pause my retirement so that I could have that income coming in um, so that I could pay off the loans. And then now I contribute a lot more. That's amazing. And people definitely do have different different opinions about pausing retirement to pay off debt, you know, because there's that window of opportunity where you are losing compounding and consistent contributions. However, I think that you made a smart decision and it made sense for you because you had that narrowed focus, right? If you're going to stop saving money to pay off debt, then you have to get lean and mean and aggressive to get that debt out of your life as quickly as possible so that once that debt is gone, you can focus on catching up with your savings. And I think a big mistake people make is is that a big mistake people make is that they tell themselves, well, I'm going to pay off this debt and they don't really have a clear and focused plan and they're not ready to make serious sacrifices, but then they go ahead and pause, you know, their retirement savings and then the one year they said, oh, I'm going to use to pay off this debt ends up becoming two years and three years and five years. And then all of a sudden it's 10 years later and they've not saved for retirement and they haven't paid off this debt. So if you're going to be making that conscious decision to completely stop saving to pay off debt, then girl, you better have that focus. You better, (laughs) your head better be in the game. Otherwise it's a wasted effort and it's lost opportunity. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for you because now all that money you are putting to paying off your student loan student loan debt, you can now basically shovel it into your savings accounts. Right, exactly. So I remember the day that we paid off the last loan and that was a relief in and of itself, but I don't think it hit until the next pay period and I got paid and the money was still staying in I our have account. All this money. Right, exactly. You're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to work. Like you're supposed to keep it's supposed to be income, not not outcome. But so yeah, that was the the true um I think realization is when we started seeing the money build up and seeing what you can do with compound interest and it, it just it's amazing once you are able to pay off that debt. And so now our mission is actually to pay our, pay off our home. And so once that's paid off, like I, you won't be able to tell me anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so how did you keep yourself motivated? Because a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are on the journey. They're either about to start their journey or they are in the middle or progressing through their journey of becoming debt-free or hitting a major savings goal. And as you and I know, when you're going through the motions of accomplishing something big, it's not a walk in the park. It's not just like, oh, this is so easy. There's distractions, there's temptation, there's emotion, there's external factors, there's life happening to you that you cannot control. How did you keep yourself motivated and what specific mindset mindset shifts did you have to make to stay focused on paying off that 78K? So I think the most important thing that I did to remain focused was I had a mantra and that mantra was um, to be debt free by 30. Um, And I can't remember what age I was. I might have been like 
27, maybe when I paid it off. So obviously I paid it off before I turned 30, but the mantra was something that I looked at and repeated every day. Like I'm going to be debt free by this date. So having that thought, that constant reminder that this is my goal and everything that I do is toward this goal, I think helped me motivate it because I wanted to reach my goal. And obviously I did. Um, I think another thing was reading stories and seeing stories of other people who may not have been in um, as good of a situation, whether it was job wise or maybe they have kids where I didn't have kids or, you know, whatever their situation was, but they were still able to pay off their debt. It, it left no room for excuses for me. So I think between having a mantra, knowing what my goal was, repeating that every day and knowing that, you know, everything that I was doing impacted making that goal and then reading and seeing stories of other people who were doing it, it kept me motivated throughout the whole situation. So it almost goes back to the point that you were saying, who's around you is very important. So if you don't have that encouragement, if you don't have that positive image um, of seeing people accomplish it as well, I think that you can get discouraged and um, lose traction when it comes to doing this. Because it is hard. Trust me, it is definitely hard. And especially when emergencies and stuff pop up and you feel like you're taking a step back, um, having that reminder and having those stories of other people who've been through it and have been successful helps you keep going. Yeah, and I will say that, you know, everybody's situation is different. Some people are going to say, well, I have kids or, you know, I'm single or I have to take care of parents. I have other responsibilities. I don't make as much money. But what I always like to tell people is that if you just do a Google search, you'll find someone who has been in a worse situation than you that has overcome a worse situation than you. And the timeline might be different. It may take you more than three years, right, to pay off your student loan. It may take you five years or six years because of these other factors. Or it could even take you less time because you just get really aggressive, you sacrifice, you figure out how to increase your income. It, it depends, right? But everybody's situation is different. And I definitely understand that. But at the same time, the biggest factor here um, is self and is the power over self and it is the focus focus, and it is your mindset and establishing the habits and not giving up and just going for it. So many people give up after they've only attempted to make a little bit of progress. And this time of year is a classic example, right? So it's like January, middle of January right now. <laughs> I bet about half of the people who set New Year's resolutions have fallen off of those resolutions in some way or some form because they just haven't, they just didn't really establish what they wanted to accomplish for themselves in their heads. They didn't set the intention. And that's where you have to plant the seeds of success and of whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So you are now over the hump. You are student loan debt-free girl. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so what advice would you give to anyone who's listening to this that is just in that space where they need some encouragement? So I would say, um, one, get, surround yourself with people who are going to support your efforts. And I think you have to be realistic. Like you have to make sacrifices, but the great thing about it is that the sacrifices are only temporary. So be okay with making temporary sacrifices um, to reach your end goal. And then ultimately keep going and remember why you're doing it. For me, it was like, I didn't want to look 
30 years down the road, I'm still paying for an education that I may or may not be using at the time. So just remember why you're doing it. Surround yourself with positive people and know that the sacrifices that you're going to have to make are going to be temporary. But if you can make those temporary sacrifices, you can have a lifetime of just fun living. Yeah, that's amazing. And the key word is temporary. The sacrifices you make are temporary. You just have to buckle down and put your head down, maybe disappear for a little bit and get yourself together, get your debt paid, start saving money and then rise (laughs) like a phoenix. (laughs) But you know what's funny is that you know, when you go through situations like this, as difficult as it might seem as you're going through the motions, um, once you get to the other side of it, like you said at the beginning, people want to know, how did you do this? And think about the impact you can have on the people around you, your friends and family who maybe initially might not have been on, you know, the same wavelength as you in terms of like mentally, in terms of like you wanting to accomplish their goals and them not taking you seriously. But think about the impact you can have of them when they know that you are actually able to do this and how you can encourage and empower them. Think about the impact you can have on your children and the example you can set for them and how you can do things, you you can guide them to do things differently than you. Like the aftermath of doing something like what you've done, Bo, is so incredible. And even if people don't tell you, I'm sure your friends and your family and people that are in your community that know your story and have seen you go through this, they are probably motivated and empowered by what you've done. And they're probably out in their own lives trying to figure this out for themselves too. So again, congratulations. This is super, super awesome. Thank you so much. So before I let you go, you have to tell me what is your clever girl superpower? Ah, I would say my clever girl superpower. And I don't know if it's right, but I say wit. I like to joke a lot. Like I had to learn to be very witty as a kid. So I think wit is my superpower. If that's, is that a, I don't know if that's a good superpower. We'll just go with it. That's a, There's no wrong superpowers, you know, wit is, that's great. <laughs> I don't know I, how I can use it. <laughs> I asked myself that question recently because I had to fill out, um, a profile and the question to myself is was what what is your clever old superpower that in that moment all I could think about was the fact that I bake a mean banana bread and so I put that down <laughs> as my superpower <laughs> so, there you go it changes you know depending on the day <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love for you to share how listeners can keep in touch with you learn more about you etc Sure. So I am Girl Talk with Fo everywhere. So my website is girltalkwithfo.com. You can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Girl Talk with Fo. And then, of course, the Girl Talk with Fo podcast. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes. And you guys should definitely check out Fo's podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This was such an amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and you've come away from it motivated and excited to achieve your own financial goals. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and be sure to head over to cleverwellfinance.com forward slash book to pre-order your copy of the Clever Girl Finance book that comes out this summer. Thank you so much in advance, guys, and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of the podcast.